Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify Him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured <laughs> yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Guys with Bibles. I'm Scott. And I'm Lee. And this is round two. Now that our <laughs> mic is off mute. so uh, I could hear you on the phone, but I don't think hey. anybody else would have been able to hear you. Yeah, they would have been oddly disappointed Lucky just me. hearing some uh, conversation just with you, Lee, and that's it. <laughs> Little monologue time. Yeah. Yikes! Kind of have to guess what I say, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are things ha- in your world, Scott? Well, it's busy. It's very busy. Did Did anybody storm your house today, or just <laughs> the people's house? Seems like uh, we have some people storming the Capitol building. I think they brought sleeping bags and tents. I'm not sure, <laughs> but um, it seems like the people who were in there left. It's now no longer occupied with the previous occupants. Now it's occupied with new occupants. And uh, they seem to be having a grand old time Yeah, on this I heard it was new quite a party year there. of 2021, you know? Mm-hmm. If you thought 2021 could get better than 2020, challenge accepted. <laughs> Honestly, I have I have a joke sitting in the back of my mind that I'm gonna have to wait another year for, but I I'm ready to bust out 2022 electric boogaloo. <laughs> but I gotta wait another year for that. But 2021 does seem like a bad sequel to 2020 already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know why I had like uh, any type of hope that this year would be any better, but um. Nope. <laughs> Not quite yet. Not quite yet. I'm going to sit here and fiddle with this gain real quick and figure out why. Well, uh, and I will say, so, you know, we're in a new year, sure, whatever. Um, and we've got some timeless truth to discuss tonight from Ephesians 5. Ooh, here in Ephesians 5. Oh, yeah, we got the game kicking right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's on there. Yeah, we're really loud. Whew. We're peaking. Sorry. Sorry about your car and speakers. I apologize. Yeah, I'll fix we're it in post. Hey, we're getting her auto-tuned right now, you know? I'm going to sound like... That'd be really <laughs> funny if, if we did a T-Pain episode. Oh, man, would that be great? I wonder if we can do that on here. 
I wonder if that's even uh, possible. There's probably an add-on you can you can stick on your computer. Lee, and, that uh, is your challenge. <laughs> I want to sound I like wanna... Trip Lee the entire time you're talking to me. <laughs> I got jealous because um, uh, Dwayne started using a uh, um, a soundboard on his uh, uh, his sidebar show which uh-huh. I think is on hiatus right now, but I got really jealous because there were some pretty funny sounds that he was using. I'm like, oh, we should be doing that. We should have like little signature sounds. Like every time we say boom or whatever, there's a little like firework pop in the background or something. Oh, so he's been getting <sighs> creative, huh? Very creative. He's got a lot of time on his hands. That man. Hardest working man in podcast land. That's what they Dude, call him. Dude, he amazes me. Like, he just pumps them out. I'm like, <laughs> my hand, I'm like, dude, you you are a genius. I don't know what you did, but I think you found your calling. The fearless leader. God bless him. Uh, so, so, we are here in Ephesians. Sorry, Lee, go ahead. Oh, no, that was exactly what I was going to say. Oh, my bad. <laughs> See? We're in Ephesians. It? We're in Ephesians. Ephesians 5. Okay, so Ephesians 5. Um, we just wrapped up Ephesians 4. Just finished it up in verse 31 and 32. Um, and Paul is continuing his his train of thought on down here in chapter 5 um, because we have a secret word that Paul likes to use right at the beginning of chapter 5. Um, as therefore. Your uh, therefore. Yes. So we're, we're pivoting now. He's he's given us the truths. He's laid out the grace of God, uh, the work of salvation, the election of believers, and now we're getting into the, uh, the um, imperatives part. Oh. We got some obedience to to take care of. Obedience. Obedience. All right. Okay, so chapter 5. I'll read the verse 10. Or I'll just go ahead and read till verse 21, and then we'll just cover whatever. um, Cool. Whatever we get to. I like it. All right. Therefore, be imitators of God. As beloved children, and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you, and gave himself up for us, an offering, and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. But immorality, or any impurity, or greed, must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints, and there must be no filthiness and silly talk. Of course, jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know with certainty that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them, For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the world, in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. 
turning of the page. One second. Verse 10. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all the things, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. This ends the reading. All right, so we have chapter 5, 1 through 21. Um, no, it does well, not speak of it. Well, 5 through 21, but sure. Immortal, immortal, but uh, immortality. Immorality. Immorality, not immortality. Im- immorality. Yeah, immorality. Tongue twister there. <laughs> uh, okay, so I um I have a question on verse 5. I've been trying to find an answer for it. I haven't really found one to my satisfaction, so I'm just going to ask it here. So it says, For this you know with certainty that no immoral, impure person, or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance. Now, I'm curious, in in using the word idolater, is is Paul applying that that name to all of those sins that he is talking about there, or is he only applying it to the covetous man? I'm... I'm a- here, here's my take on verse 5. When, when Paul is talking about the idolater, he is, he is singling this crowd out, right? Um, because the church of Ephesus was plagued with idolatry um, in their surrounding area. Um, I believe it's um, in chapter 2 or chapter 1 um, where he talks about... Um, who they were worshiping, and I think it's Diana, Anna, or Deanna, or um, um, that's right. That's in that's in Acts, where I think yes, it's in, Acts, in Ephesus, yeah. where the where the the um, idol makers have their little yes. revolt. And I think it was Diana. Paul, Paul is real. Yeah, I'm almost positive, and I might be wrong. I'm just kind of guessing because I just got done listening to the Dirty Diana song. But anyway, so Diana's <laughs> in my head, and uh. But anyways, so when I look at 5, I, I see that Paul is trying to aim his bow and his arrow at the heart of the issue here in Ephesus. Um, he is aiming it at idolatry that is in or within man's heart and minds and soul. And we are prone to idolatry in many forms, not just images of... Um, false deities but we are also idolaters to money greed 
um, sex, I mean, anything that our desires overcome our desire for worship or fellowship, that is a desire for idolatry. And Israel was plagued with idolatry all the way back into Genesis. So, and it is flooded all the way into the New Testament. Um, so idolatry is a main focus. I think Paul is really aiming down sights on, and I believe it's right in his crosshairs here, and he is hitting it as hard as he can, and it's expounding on it by saying, an idolater, who is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of God. And I think he is doing this with a point to to make them think, wow, is he talking about me? Is he talking about so-and-so? Is he is is what he's saying right now gonna shake my faith right here in order to break away from my idolatry? And I think that's what he was his aim was for in, in verse five. I think he was literally probably throwing thunder fingers at the crowd as you know, as he was writing this, you know, he's probably writing this down and pounding his fist to his desk. Um, but I, I believe that this is his aim that Paul is definitely going for right here in verse 5 as he is working his way through the immor- immorality, which is Good immorality job. in um, their idolatry, their impurity in idolatry, their greed within idolatry, um, their filthiness and disdain in their talk of their idolatry, and how they are covetous against their God, you know they are they are not they're not pure anymore. They're becoming impure, like they were. And he's getting down into it. He's saying that you were formerly darkness, but now you are light. And I think that is going with verse five. Break away from your idolatry. Ephesus is plagued in their idolatry due to its surrounding area and large ports of commerce merchant and um their their attractions there like i i believe that ephesus held one of the seven wonders of the world at the time mm-hmm. and i and i believe that was diana's like temple um yeah during this time so paul is really trying to get at the roots of the tree and cut it up at the base before he topples it over, um, and I think yeah, he really he's I think he does illustrate the um, that kind of quippy quote from John Calvin that man's heart is a perpetual idol factory yeah, because yeah. all these all these sins that pop up and a lot of these were very much ingrained in Ephesian culture at the time are idolatry. It's self worship and the the sacraments of worshiping yourself. Uh, are come out as immorality, as impurity, as as covetousness, as uh, filthy talk, um, destructive talk. These are all, if you think about it, sacraments in the worship of ourselves. Like we're doing what gratifies us. You see what I mean? Right. Exactly. It w- it would be the same as like the sacrifice of children to Molech. It, right. Is, the 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 um, destructive foul talk, the covetousness, all those things. 
It's on the same yeah, level. It's all idolatry. And, and it's all tying in with chapter four um, and how he is starting it off in the beginning of chapter five to be imitators of God, beloved children, walk in love. Just Christ has loved you. Being imitators, you are to be no longer the darkness in which you formerly walked. As he is talking, you are now new creatures walk in the newness your the spirit of god lives inside you now but you are to be imitators of god no longer walk in darkness you are to be light be the light that is the children of god that is what he is calling you to do in your new your newness of life to be the light in this dark idolatrous um area that you are within and that is ephesus and that is that is Paul. I, I believe that is Paul's main shot here in verse five that he is going with, and I think he is trying to. He's no longer um, trying to appease their feelings um, here in verse five when he says this that uh, that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. He is literally ripping the band-aid off the off the sore and saying look there is nothing as he slaps salt inside your wound and <laughs> grinds it in and just watches you in pain that's what he's doing right here he is taking the shot and saying look i'm not here to be nice this this sword that i am thrusting inside your soul better open something up because I don't know what else to tell you, you know, and I think that's where today in society, we as pastors, we're scared to speak to our congregation in this type of tone, you know, we're more of a cotton candy and we want to give you lights, treats and action, you know. Um, yeah, that's the secret sensitive church. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's the problem and I, I believe that's where a lot of our our problem with sharing our faith and being bold in our faith when our faith is being ridiculed we don't stand up for our faith um i think this is what paul is calling for he's saying look you're in an area that is surrounded by idolatry you're in an area where you used to worship idolatry you are still you are in an area. They, they literally bowed in front of a statue. Literally, yeah. <laughs> it you could not be. It could not be more literal. Um, almost, you know, wooden stereotypical definition of idolatry. You are bowing to a statue. Right, right, and and he is he is basically telling them like you you are in an area where you are going to be around idolatry day in day out. You're going to be with people who worship the same idolatry you came from and you are going to be drawn back to that idolatry tenfold mm -hmm. and i'm telling you and that's that's where paul's saying i'm telling you this is how you are to walk you are to be imitators of god not to walk as in darkness as you formerly walked in your former lives but now you're to be light which is an even greater responsibility and you yeah, guys are to you are to hold this responsibility and hold this line here in Ephesus. That is why I'm writing you this letter, and I believe that's why Paul's making it clear. 
Well, in his his rhetoric too, we have to remember kind of the way that he's laid out this letter up till now because you know we know uh, you know we've learned i mean we learned from the bible that it's the grace of god that that brings us to repentance so he right. spent four chapters up till now laying out in detail the graces uh, of god that he's shown specifically to the ephesians and in a broader sense to every every believer so he spent four chapters laying that out up till now so exactly. he's already he's already primed the hearts of his listeners with the grace of god and now, in a way, we kind of bring it home or or contrast it against the sinfulness of the culture that that the Ephesians were living in, and we can make application to our own times, which we have our own idolatry idolatry problems today that may look a little different than how it was in Ephesus, but on a substance level, is not that much different, <laughs> right? Because people the the nature of man hasn't changed. The sinfulness right. of the human heart hasn't changed. We've just become more sophisticated in showing it. Sometimes, in some ways, and in other ways, it's more, way more blatant now too. So, um, yeah, the exactly. message is still the same. There, no idolater will inherit the kingdom of God. There will be yeah. no idolatrous inheritors on the last day. Right. So we and either have, in, we have to give up our idolatry and follow the one true God in the way that He has prescribed and we obey him and love him as he is and as he's revealed himself to us in scripture, or we can go and, and make our own idols, uh, like Isaiah says, and, uh, and, and become like them uh, right. to, be, to be blind and deaf and dumb, um, just like the, the, the uh, wooden idols that we make and then pray to. Exactly. Yeah, metaphorically. Right. Now. And... and- and in verse six, he's following the he's he's really hanging on to the what he's saying here in verse five. He's saying, "Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you formerly walk in darkness, be children of light, walk in children of light." This this is where he's telling you. Therefore, do not be partakers. You know, he mm-hmm. is really he's saying what we just stated he's saying do not you're gonna be around this you are the church in which i have spent three years you know three or more years and now timothy apollos um Mm -hmm. i I believe uh what's uh starts with a b daggone it um but anyways um tyke kiss will be on his way yeah, and um, uh, shoot, I forget. But anyways, they're they're putting this time, and they are trying to raise up a beacon within this dark, pitted city. You know this this black hole, as if you may say. You know that people are suck, they're succumbed to this. To this idolatry that's living within the city, um, and as you can see, there is no longer a church in Ephesus. It's gone. You know, I mean. Uh, so, as we see this, the church of Ephesus no longer stands today. Um, as you can see, it was overcome maybe they, by uh, its overcome by maybe, its idolatry. 
so I'm guessing they must have been deceived by empty words at some point. Yeah, and it's sad when when people who have the substantive word of God get fooled by the empty words that they used to live by in their old life. Yeah, and you know, it's we're not immune to being fooled by what used to be comfortable. Yeah, and. And it's, it's, it's very, it's, it, I'm working on a sermon that I'm actually been writing here lately, um, which I'm calling it the warriors, warrior-like faith. And it, it really deals with what Paul is really grinding out here in Ephesians and how he's telling them to put on their armor here in chapter six as we get into it. And he's not only telling them to be battle ready in chapter six, but you're to be battle ready in chapter five out in the streets and battle ready in all parts of your life, your home, your marriage. Everything is a constant battle that you are going to undertake and your former life is always going to be thrown into your face at all times. Um, and it's so easy to just turn and go right back down those same dark streets that you once you once traveled because they're still there. You know what I mean? Sure. And I believe that's what Paul is really trying to attack here um, within the Ephesians, Ephesians church and its congregants, that he is trying to literally prepare their hearts for war and prepare them to be bold within such a... Um, a toxic society that surrounds them, you know, that that they are so easily to be corrupted, you know what I mean? Um, persuaded back into their former ways. Or um, deceived, like verse yes, 6 says. Or, or deceived, yes, yeah. exactly. And uh, I, we all have that ability um, and opportunity to be deceived, persuaded, um, back into, into our former lives and it can happen to desire at any to second. be partakers too exactly. you know when we see the thing that used to be our our jam in our old life you know the flesh wants to be a partaker in that you know because I, I think that's one of the strongest things about uh sin is that it it calls out for for uh, partakers <laughs> you know right. what i mean yeah um sin is always ready to um to, to bring in other people into the party and hurt them as well. Right. And I, that's why I think verse 7 is so important. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. You know, Paul will say in 1 Corinthians that it's not that you you don't associate with sinners um, because obviously you'd have to go out of the world if you wanted to avoid all sinners. There's a difference between being partakers with them and being around them and being among so, them yeah right so like we can't help the the sinners that we work with um you know when we go to our job every day uh we can't help but be around them but that doesn't mean we have to be like them we don't have to partake in their idolatry in their idolatrous lifestyle simply because we're around them like we have exactly. to, we have to contrast with them. That's what the gospel does. They, they they must look at us and see there's a difference. 
you know there has yeah. there has to be a monumental difference between you and them mm-hmm. there can't be ah he's just like one of us you know like mm-hmm. he's real laid back you know or she's she's real laid back and nonchalant like all of us and she's really fun she'll mm-hmm. joke around with us blah 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 and and that's where that's where he, the he or she isn't despairing right now yes. in in the pandemic the way that other people are or over the election or things like that you know christians have a should have a much longer view than that yeah we might be concerned about events that happen in the world but we're not concerned as people who have no hope like exactly. the world is you know the world yeah. puts their entire stock in who's going to be the president um what's the financial the country's financial situation like how long um, am i going to live yes yeah and how long my, until dune comes out in theaters <laughs> yeah yeah please <laughs> okay i'm telling on myself now but but anyway yeah uh, but yes but we don't we have we we contrast if we truly are inheritors of the kingdom of god if we are the representatives of the kingdom on earth right now doing the business of the kingdom that uh that our saviors called us to do we are going to contrast sharply with that world and people yeah. are either going to be really curious about it or they're going to hate your guts yeah and i have a lot of people that hate my guts but um <laughs> which is which is completely That's fine just i'm not you, i'm not here i'm not here to make friends and nor am i here to entertain man so I don't, I don't really care if you hate me, and that's fine. Um, unfortunately, you seem to always come around when the crap hits the fan, you know, in yeah. your life. And all of a sudden, then you're like, man, that guy I really dislike who expresses a faith boldly, unlike any other Christian I've, I've, I've been around, and will read his Bible literally in front of my face at a break area without any care of being made fun of or jesting, you know, towards him. Mm-hmm. Um, I need I need something that he's got because I'm at wit's end. And, and a lot well, of times... And, and, and they're suppressing the truth and unrighteousness in their heart. So they know that yeah. there's a God. And when they come face-to-face with somebody who, who has been reconciled to that God by grace, the reconciled to the one true God, the only God, you know, they, they're going to remember that when the chips are down. Like, yeah. here's, a, here's a covenant member of, of Yahweh's family that I'm in a workplace with. And, and that's the funny thing, folks. Even though they hate you or they dislike you, you you don't turn them away. Like you love them even in their worst times. Guess what? You used to be just in that same spot. I used to be in their shoes where I used to make fun of Christians night and day. You know, I used to mock them, challenge them, and I know I know the methods of their heart and their mind during their time, right? So allowing their their jokes, their jesting and then just waiting for the opportune time 
when they they finally when when crap hits the fan and they finally look at you and go I need an answer. You, you got something you just, different. What do you what I do got, you have that I, I have, have some yeah. I have something different to offer that's going to offer you something for the rest of your life. So and it's repent and, and believe. <laughs> yes. Start there. <laughs> Start there. How about this? Hit your knees. And I'll hit I'll hit my knees with you right here. I'll we'll do it right there in the middle of work. I don't care where we're at. I don't care if we're in the middle of a mall. If if you want to pray, <laughs> let's hit our knees right here in front of this whole entire crowd. I'll pray, cry, weep with you right here. No shame. That's but don't That's ever ask me not to share my faith because <laughs> I will look at you and I will laugh. <laughs> well, I mean, and what else do we have anyway? Yeah. I, don't, I don't have any other message that I that I have to share. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, other than that, Dune is the greatest sci-fi uh, novel and uh, sci-fi series of novels uh, that has ever been written. That's <laughs> nerd. That's, anyway. <laughs> And that's not as important as the gospel, so I usually don't even <laughs> emphasize that all that much. Yeah. And and a lot of I, I try not to I don't share my personal life, you know. I'm not I'm not there to when I'm at work, I'm at work. Um Yeah. Like Me too. My mind my mind is not on work at all times because my mind is usually on my studies. And uh mm-hmm. so usually like when I'm working I might be looking directly at you, I'm, but I am literally not thinking a thing. And it's usually just, man, I got to write an essay tonight. Or, <laughs> or yeah, yep. I definitely definitely should have read that chapter. <laughs> Been but, there. Uh, but yeah, a lot of it is I, I stand there and I stand in prayer, you know, throughout my day. Simply because I'm just sitting there and, I don't know, I feel like I'm becoming more philosophical as uh, my age wears on. You You're know? an old man now. Uh, yeah, That's your I'm job. Getting, I'm getting weak beyond my years. And uh, so all I have to entertain myself is me, myself, and my mind. And sometimes it's it's a maze. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, I mean, and I'm not going to talk about, you know, and I think I think a lot of us, we're not going to engage in conversations such as impure talk about sexual relations or um, any other odd and end such things. I think the more, the more and more I want to talk to people, the more and more I just want to dig and find out all right. So, in order for me to understand your beliefs without any Facebook memes or background ambiance, you know, I need to understand what you believe from the beginning of everything, the middle of everything, and the end of everything. And once I know those three topics, I'm pretty much already narrowed it down to, okay, here's where this person is at 
spiritually. And this is the type of tactics I need to use in order to keep engaging in conversation with this person um, and keeping the conversation both fruitful and keep them intrigued, you know what I mean? And, and always pondering whether or not what they believe what and why they believe it is true or not. And where did they come to know that understanding? And that is my main objective daily. And it is, I find it fun. I find it entertaining. And I do it in a nonchalant way. <laughs> Some people, they get wrapped up in it so bad, they're having the conversation with other groups after we're done talking. And it's it's just entertaining. <laughs> they're like, oh, man. But, yeah, so... And I think that's where a lot of us need to start start stepping out in their face and and actually digging into their coworkers and finding out where they are spiritually and getting to know them on that type of level instead of their their saving up for the weekend Friday Saturday and Sunday drinking party level you know what i mean so uh right definitely get to know them on a different level that way you can kind of be that guided spear that really just helps thrust the gospel inside so um but yeah that's what a child of the light does yeah a beacon be that beacon but uh yeah cool. other than that i have nothing else to add that's, um i feel like i, I feel like we're leaving i think we're leaving off on a good area and um Definitely. we'll pick this back up um i really i'm looking forward to getting into verses 22 through 33 that's like great passage especially for husbands and wives um if you guys are interested definitely have you and your wives tune in i can't wait to talk about it um we'll get there in 2022 yes yes <laughs> by the end of this year we might be there so uh <laughs> just pray with us um definitely reach out lee where can they find us you can find us on guyswithbibles.com that's our website uh, there are blog posts there that are woefully behind. Uh, <laughs> you can also sign up for our newsletter there, which I'm going to be resurrecting soon because I miss doing it. And uh, you can also find us on social media all over the place. Uh, you can go on Facebook, like our page on Facebook. You can also find our Facebook group and request to join. Then you should also go over to Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at Guys with Bibles, and uh, you should also check out the show notes uh, and go to the Bar Network website. Twenty twenty one is going to be a big year for the Bar Network, so this is really an exciting time to get familiar with the shows that are currently on the network and look forward to some new shows that are coming our way. Um, it's going to be big year. Uh, and so you need to you need to get in on that podcatcher of your choice. Use your free will. Go to your podcatcher and subscribe to the entire podcast network offering uh, on, on your on your podcatcher, including us. Please, 
please, we beg of you, please. Hey, that's if you it. don't like that's... it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, boys. All right. Hey, we'll see you next time. We're guys with no, Bibles, and we're out. How dare you? <laughs> I did it again. I did it again. <laughs> <laughs>